YOLO, FOMO, BOGO? How do you do, fellow kids? This is How Do We Human, the podcast where we talk about all the weird and uncomfortable micro-moments in life. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Benning. I'm one of your hosts, Evan Cox, and if I could buy one FOMO and get one for free, what a steal. Absolutely. (laughs) A huge bargain. Uh, Evan, (laughs) before we get into um, the main topic of FOMO, I have to know, almost <gasps> rhymed. Uh, <laughs> I how you doing? Oh no! <laughs> uh, I'm doing all right. Uh, I, I mentioned uh, beforehand. I'm kind of kind of in a rush right now. I don't want this podcast to feel rushed. But my story is also about kind of being in a rush, <laughs> okay. and I can't remember why. But apparently, I'm just rushing around everywhere lately. I, I got to calm the fuck down i think i've just had too much sugar i've had a lot of cookies around me lately uh Mm. and i'm going ham on those cookies particularly oreos that's a gross combination Mm, ham cookies i uh i don't remember why i was in a rush the other day um but i had to go to the grocery store my very favorite vons down the street from me Mm -hmm. uh and I was like, this will be easy. I need a few ingredients. I needed food for something. <laughs> I feel like I should be able to remember what was going on, but I don't. Uh, so I like, feel oh. like <laughs> you needed food for something. Yeah. Uh, sustenance. Dinner. Nutrition. Maybe. <laughs> but why was I in such a rush? It doesn't matter. I, I, I had a moment to get ingredients. I went to the store and I'm like, hey. This is my store. I go to all the fucking time. I know where everything is. I can go get some meat. I can go get some veggies. This, this, and that. Uh, and I actually, I do think cookies was a part of the problem. I wanted cookies. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like, I'm also going to get cookies. I stepped into the Havans. Holy fuck. <laughs> they've, they've started rearranging. And it's nonsense <laughs> complete mm. wild wild west nonsense and i never th- felt there was an issue with the way that store was organized but you know they had like the big open space where there's uh self checkouts like right yeah. at the front right when you uh right when you enter just to the the right of you there's where all the self checkouts are and they brought all of the like toothpaste <laughs> and like uh, makeup wipes and soap all up to the front in between the self-checkout aisles and they're oh, all in f- cases <laughs> so if you uh-huh. need any of these things you have to slide by someone who's checking out wave someone down to ask for them to unlock it <laughs> and be bumping into the people buying stuff but then beyond that, they've moved all of the aisles like half an aisle over <laughs> and oh. then moved where everything is. <laughs> Great. I was running around that store like crazy uh, trying to find cookies, and I only was able to find them on an end cap. That might have been where the Oreo thing started was that was my only option was there was an end cap mm-hmm. of Oreos because the rest of the cookies weren't put out yet, uh, which is terrible. Huh? Yeah, <laughs> not Oreos. <laughs> I love Oreos, but I'm just uh, I'm just continuing the trend of uh, if I edited this together, you could consider this a little underground 
a podcast about the Vons on Sunset <laughs> down the yeah. road from me. Uh, and none of no one there knows uh, that I talk this much about them. Uh, but I hate it. I, I hate it so much. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, we've talked about grocery stores locking up the all the They're, hygiene yeah. products before like, yeah hey, this is why amazon's putting you out of business <laughs> <laughs> you're doing insane yeah. shit like this i can order something and have it just arrive at my door the next day or i could stand here for six hours and wait for <laughs> someone to finally respond to the button i pushed that i don't think does anything <laughs> <laughs> but how are you doing um, I'm doing all right. I, has this ever happened to yeah. you? <laughs> um, I was at work and um, I had uh, not one, but two supervisors uh, over uh, with me to assist with a particular task. And there. me being a little... Uh, shit was like <laughs> oh wow uh you know manager supervisor one and supervisor two <laughs> so lucky um and uh one of them uh so we'll say i won't you know drop their names awesome one supervisor you work for harvey weinstein oh uh, that's right <laughs> Um, yeah, a lot of people don't know that he's still getting work done. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, Pulp Fiction 2, Pulp Free. <laughs> but, uh, one of the supervisors, um, is a fairly short yeah. woman, and then the other one is a guy who's, like, I don't know. It maybe comes up to like the bottom of my nose. So okay. like I'm taller than him, but he's not. It's not like a huge difference. All right. But uh, he was like, "Oh well, since there's two of us, I guess uh, maybe I should go back to the office and do nothing." Was basically what he was saying. Yeah, it's like always a, a great joke. idea. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, "Well, no, because with the two of you combined here, it's like you make up one." Uh, supervisor, like height wise, and, really out here trying to make friends. Yeah, I respect authority, <laughs> and, um, and oh, I mean, I'm friendly with all the supervisors, they all like my sense of humor. But man, was he so offended <laughs> that I made a height joke at his expense? and Ouch. it was one of those things where like hey i was i was joking around having a good time i did not expect <laughs> things to take this turn no. <laughs> so I, I don't know if you've ever been in a that situation with an accidental uh accidental insult absolutely i mean you've talked to me enough of course i'm gonna accidentally yeah. insult people i'm sure i've accidentally insulted you uh, <laughs> no, i talk to my buddy all the time because we're, we could i mean we used to work together and we could both be smart alex smart asses on the job but it's you know it's like you're saying when you know the you get to know the people you're working with they're like this is cool we're fine i can say this but 
yeah, hey, I think every job, there's always just going to be that one second where it's like, I guess I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> yeah, I guess I touched a nerve. I guess uh, I found their weak spot. <laughs> so he was like, Sorry. first of all, there's not that much of a difference between yours and mine. And I was like, oh, no. Uh, damn. I guess he has a little complex about that. <laughs> Let's talk about FOMO. <laughs> Do all these stories about me in the workplace make you feel like you're uh, missing out as a remote worker? <laughs> absolutely. And I'm terrified <laughs> that I might be. Mi- no, that's. <clears throat> I mean, <laughs> I, I <laughs> bring it to me to take this question seriously. But, <laughs> like, yeah, I get there is an L. It, it's not a fear of missing out, but there is a level of like, it takes you 100% being removed, like working the same job, but being removed from working in the office that does make you go, like, oh, there were, there were some pluses to going to the office. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I gotta miss it. I'm not afraid of missing it. I confidently miss it to a small degree, not to the degree that I want to go back, (laughs) (laughs) but just something to think about. You know, are you, uh, do you find yourself often afraid of things you chose not to do or can't go to? Um, I mean, a, a little bit. I don't know if I necessarily have a fear about it. I think it's just like, um, d- uh, depression about it. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. If, like, the acronym doesn't really work this way, but maybe I have DOMO instead of FOMO. <laughs> Depressed of missing out. Yeah. Um, depression due to missing out. DDT mo. DDT mo. DDT mo. DDT mo. Uh, I mean, I, I got, I, got, I always get super FOMO. I'll get anxiety over it. Like maybe uh, this is going to sound me <laughs> maybe early, early in our improv career, you know, where it's like yeah. there's eight of us uh, before I slowly started learning. Like I'm not good at this and it makes me feel bad. <laughs> yeah. But there would be situations where I would have to miss a practice or miss a show that definitely made me feel like there. And there's also with that, there's a level of like, I did bad last week. What if I don't go this week? And everyone's like, that was our best show. <laughs> yeah. And I'm thinking like either a, did I miss out on having one of our best shows or B would I have been the problem? <laughs> yeah. I, that's a, that's a good example. I think that a lot of performance related stuff is where I would have more, uh, a higher chance of, of experiencing FOMO. There was a month or two months. And I think that we've talked about this on mic where I, my work schedule changed and I couldn't go to any practices. Right. And as a result, I don't think I could go to shows either because our like team 
forbid uh, it. <laughs> forbid it. Yeah, basically, that's the why. Why beat around the bush? <laughs> They're like, you are forbidden unless you go to practices. I was making a joke, but uh, I, I don't but remember like, this. But like, but like, it wasn't. But it was kind of that way. It was basically that. I mean, it wasn't like me specifically, but it was like I don't. If you're not able to go to practices, you shouldn't still be able to go to shows because we're all learning and. Hey, that's that's um, horseshit. <laughs> hey, there was a lot of stuff about our team uh, that we've collectively, and by collectively, I mean you and me, decided <laughs> was horseshit. So, uh, hey, we love all those people, but yeah, uh, sometimes, uh, you know, it's similar to, yeah, it's a pressure cooker, similar to like, you shouldn't always live with your friends you Damn. maybe shouldn't uh be on an improv team with your friends <laughs> <laughs> uh but, but there I, are exceptions to both so absolutely <laughs> i yeah, uh, uh show stuff for sure um that month of like uh not being able to do those things was like oh man i must i'm even though so many of the shows that i have been to have been uh we'll say underwhelming <laughs> um, it must be true that they're having the best shows they've ever had uh and talent scouts are <laughs> at these, <laughs> it's, at these yeah. uh free improv shows i think because like, when i was younger it would be more just like anything like when i was in my early 20s especially drinking and stuff like that oh everyone's going out like i've said before me and my good friends in seattle would all go out every friday and you know can't be every friday every now and then right something's gonna come up i gotta do something else or i'm just like i'm fucking tired <laughs> the thought of staying out until like three or four a.m doesn't sound good but man that was always hard to do um and and i think i think what i was leading up to before i got distracted was saying like as i've gotten older it is more focused on stuff like that like regular things and group things as opposed to just like you know i don't know two of my two friends are going to a basketball game and they invited me eh, i can't go i'm not gonna freak out about that <laughs> but right. if it's like something like improv where it's like practice we do this once a week I don't have the like, like, I think a lot of people could go like, uh, well, I'll just skip this and not think about it at all because it'll be back next week. I think like something's going to happen. <laughs> mm -hmm. Something is going to happen that I'm going to miss because I've been every other week and nothing has happened. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so if I go, if I skip this we're one overdue time, for something to happen, <laughs> something huge is going to happen or with the yeah. Seattle friends. Like if I don't go that one week. I'm going to hear about it because I worked with most of those people. I'm going to hear about how much fun they had. I'll be like, damn, what a fool I am <laughs> for wanting yeah. to stay in and read a book. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because you and I um, are more introverted, I think that there are a lot of times where we are presented with a social opportunity 
and yeah. we just don't feel like it. Yeah. Um, and most of the time, I feel great telling someone I can't go to something. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, hey, I can't do it. Oh, the just the the rush that I get of like. Now I have nothing going on. Uh, I get the rush after great. the fact. I don't I don't like saying it. I don't like confronting the situation. <laughs> but once that's over with, yeah. That's, oh, the that's immediate yeah. No, I agree the like saying that I can't go to something yeah. is stressful. <laughs> but the second they're like, okay, then it's it's a yeah. rush. Um and I do wonder, uh very rarely do I then feel FOMO about things like that or feel like I'm missing out because I chose not to go to something? Yeah. Um, although occasionally I will, it's, it's much rarer in those situations. Uh, but I do wonder, would my life be different if I said yes to more <laughs> things? <laughs> i mean yeah the answer is of course everyone's life <laughs> right. would be different if they said yes to more things but so this is i i told you when you uh pitched this topic like hey wow i can't believe i didn't think about that this is semi-related to a book i'm reading right now yes uh, it's a very popular book i i think it came out like the bible last year <laughs> Uh, the new new edition of the Bible. Yeah, the new new. Where, yeah, <laughs> I don't know where Jesus is being cool. I don't know. <laughs> I got nothing. Um, but so it's called uh, Four Thousand Weeks Time Management for Mortals," something like that. Uh, and it starts with that alarming fact that like an average life is about 4,000 weeks. It's like, Oh no, (laughs) that's an awful statistic. (laughs) Yeah. What a small number, but it goes on to kind of say like, you know, kind of like I said in the past, like when we did our episode about death, like kind of getting used to the idea that like, yeah, we're all, we're all going to die. And once you embrace that, it's easier on certain things in your life. If that makes sense. Yeah. And so, the yeah, the the section of that book that was talking about FOMO, fear of, which we haven't, I don't know if we've said, uh, if people don't know what FOMO is. I'm pretty sure everyone does. But if you don't, fear of missing out. It's an acronym. Yeah. And if, uh, and, and uh, I'll make sure to put it in the episode description. Too, oh, so. yeah, we'd better. Um, but uh, so... It's it's he's basically saying like you in your entire life will only be of all the things you would want to do, you're only going to be able to do a percentage of them, you yeah. know, like it's minuscule. And of all the things you could do in your life, it's point zero 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 one percent like your life is entirely based on the decisions that you make. So instead of like looking at every situation where it's like, what if I miss out on that one situation? It's like there isn't just like stay home or go to this party, <laughs> you know, right. it's stay home, go to this party, uh, go to the Clippers game, fly home and see my family. <laughs> this, that, that. There's a billion fucking different things you could do with any second of your day. So just embrace that the choice that you're making is what you actually want to do with your time because it the joy of missing out like all right i like looking at it that way it's hard 
<laughs> it's not in my yeah. nature. Uh, but I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Um, that is interesting. Uh, something that's happened to me where this will be happening in the future. In the um, that I do feel like I'll feel a little bit of FOMO about. Oh Assuming this comes to fruition because there's still time for this to not be the case. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> Uh, as I've mentioned before on this podcast, uh, on my YouTube channel, Sassy Milkshake, I've yes. been kind of putting together different movie montages and right. fake movie trailers and stuff like that. Um, and uh, a couple of days ago, <sighs> someone who is working with one of the companies putting on a panel at the South by Southwest Film Festival, just messaged me and was like, hey, we'd love to like show one of your montages before our panel. Sure. Um, And, uh, you know, we would credit you or whatever. You cool with that? And I was like, yeah. And then, you know, the more that we talked, the more it was like, well, we'd also... Because the like panel uh, has this particular actor on it, uh, would love for you to drop a clip of them in the montage. And I was like, yeah, sure, that's easy enough. <laughs> then they were like, oh, and we're gonna be on the main stage, and the like, the audio mix uh, might need to be a little different. So no, can you remix like... some of it? Uh, can we put some subtitles in there? Anyway, all these different things. But they were also like, are you going to be at South by Southwest? right this year and i was like i don't think i'm gonna make it this year yeah. implying that i have been before when i've in fact never yeah. been <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh in the, texas <laughs> as i've been yeah exactly the more i've been um like as i've been trying to to polish that uh video and we can get into the mechanics of uh why that's super challenging for me to do. Um, but, uh, uh, I started to feel like, Oh man, maybe I should go out of my way to, uh, take a trip to Texas in a week from now. Uh, uh, or, uh, tomorrow for when this episode comes out, um, to go and see, my work up on a screen in front of a bunch of people totally um so i i'm like on the fence about feeling fomo in regards to that yeah that's a tough one i've uh had similar situations even just like smaller because you know i don't make anything anymore <laughs> but just like except this podcast which you can listen to on apple Podcasts or spotify etc uh, <laughs> but uh like i did the music for my friend's short film semi recently and that played yeah. at a couple of festivals around uh, washington and oregon and i just wasn't able to make it out but i'm like i, I don't know it, it's that maybe i don't know it's just having any interest in filmmaking and, or music in my instance and like yeah it'd be really cool to go see and hear the music i just worked my ass off for on a big screen hear it on a big screen 
hear it on, hear it on the screen. <laughs> I'd like to hear it on those big speakers. <laughs> it doesn't have the same ring to it. Um, uh, and yeah, so similarly, in terms of like really traveling, I had my old job. Uh, one of the like morning radio shows I worked for, I took photos of everybody and edited them together into this like promo image. Uh, and that promo image was going to be put on the fucking one of the billboards in uh, Times Square in New York. Oh, wow. like, well, that's it's like, I don't care about this radio show. And I'm not like super into photography or anything. It's just kind of a thing I do on the side. But it feels like I should go to New York and check that out. That's, yeah, that's pretty fucking big in terms of a thing. Nobody's going to know what the fuck I'm talking about. But I'm like, it's there. You can go look at it. Uh, but I didn't go. Uh I saw a picture of it, though, and that was cool. Yeah. But I don't know. Maybe it's as you get older, you have enough experiences, especially as introverts, that you do just miss out on and kind of find out, like, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Life moves on. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm glad that you touched on travel as well, because travel's yeah. another thing where, um, you know, especially the way that, you know, not to harp on this again, but the way that social media can work, especially oh, yeah. Instagram. Yeah. Uh, there are a lot of people who um, travel to all sorts of wonderful, beautiful places and then post all their content. Um, yeah. uh, and it's it's not so much that like, oh, I wish I was there right now. Yeah. But it it's more of like a... Am I, am I doing enough with yeah. my <laughs> life and time? Yeah, so we've got again, we got that limited amount of time. Yeah, am I seeing enough things? Am I going enough places? Uh, I've yeah, I've hardly left the country <laughs> my entire life. Yeah, uh, so I've got a. I'd like to travel, but yeah, Instagram in particular is pretty bad at jacking up the FOMO and making you feel like, man, am I, am I just not doing it? <laughs> am I not doing right. the right thing? But then you think about it realistically and it's like, I mean, that's going to cost like a thousand dollars, two thousand dollars, depending on where you're going. I don't have any money. And a lot of them are either, um, you know, and certainly this doesn't apply to everybody that posts like travel photos, obviously. But yeah, um, there's a fair amount of them that are like either models or actors oh, yeah. or just travel influencers that get a lot of things comped on yes. uh, those uh, journeys um, yeah. or come from money <laughs> and can yeah. af afford to do that or go to their. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, my family has a nice little chateau in the France oh, or in Italy. Nice. So, um, I think that some of that stuff's important to keep in mind. Um, but at the end of the day, it's it is still like, oh, I haven't left my apartment in three days. Yeah, <laughs> like, here's all these uh, people doing these <laughs> extravagant things all over the globe. <laughs> Well, that again kind of goes back to the bulk of what the that book is talking about is just like 
there is a level of like, obviously you can decide to do different stuff in your life, but there is a level of like having made those, those subconscious and conscious choices. Like you're kind of doing what you want to do with your life. And if you reach that point where it's like, yeah, that is what I want to do. You'll start making those decisions. <laughs> like, yeah, it's hard to force yourself to do stuff that's like less important to you on your list. Like, there's all. Well, uh, there's another thing I was gonna say is just like uh, I I wrote it down as, and I, I'm coining this term: I can do it all syndrome, <laughs> which I certainly have. Where it's like hobbies interests events things that i'm like yes those are high on my priority list i can't do them all i can't just go like in well in one day i'm gonna write a song and record it and work on a screenplay and watch this oscar movie i've been meaning to check out and then go to a concert at the end of the night that's not going to happen. That's an insane day. <laughs> and not yeah. to mention going for a hike in the morning because I need to get the, the beauty of the earth. <laughs> right. Like trying to overplan these things. Uh, it's like, that's an impossible day. Writing it down, I'd say, yeah, that's a perfect day. If I did that, yeah. I would go for a hike. I would get home, not feel like writing a song, not feel like writing a screenplay, take a nap probably decide not to go to that concert <laughs> yeah it's like well i guess today Watch was YouTube kind of about that hike <laughs> of that oscar uh, movie yeah. yeah exactly it's yeah i don't know there's a level of just learning to accept yeah you, know, you can only fit so much into a day i get tired i get tired <laughs> i get tired i get tired so easily <laughs> I, I just do I, I now need a nap every day. And when I don't get a nap, oh boy. Bad news. Cranky boy. Yeah, I um in in regards to that I can do it all syndrome or what would that be? I see I see Dias? What is that? Mm. Ichdius? Ichdius. I have Ichdius. Um uh I mean, there are also things that like, even if they're things I want to do, right? Yeah. Like I want to get that panel uh, for South by Southwest, the Hell best yeah. version of my video that I can. Yeah. And I told them I would get them something this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then I was stressed about it Saturday and Sunday, so I didn't do any of it. Yeah. <laughs> and instead, <laughs> did it <laughs> worked on it today. <laughs> and, nice. Uh, We'll maybe get something to them by the end of tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just, uh, I don't know. I, I don't want to just keep saying, hey, everyone, go check out that book. <laughs> but like, yeah, similarly, yeah. it's uh, uh, suggest like a, a level of procrastination can be acceptable. I don't know. I beat myself up over procrastinating uh, all the time. I'm a terrible procrastinator. And by that, I guess I mean a very good procrastinator. A very good one, I yeah. kick ass at it. I'm procrastinating yeah. <laughs> things left and right. And I can't stop. Procrastinating stop. is the, one of the few things that you do on time. Yeah. Every, you get right to it. First thing yeah. when I wake up. First like, thing let, you procrastinate. Let me shove something to the side. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. If we could step into my wheelhouse for a moment to judge other people. Let's do it. 
um, this this hasn't happened in a long time. I think a lot of people realize that it's a bad look. But um, when you see people out doing things and they're posting those photos on social media, yeah. and people will, or at least used to comment like, oh, this is giving me FOMO. Yeah. I have such FOMO uh, because I'm not there. Um, is that, I feel like that's like, don't do that. I feel like that's, <laughs> it's fine to feel FOMO. It's fine to express to others. Uh, Hey, I, I wish that I was there. Yeah. Um, uh, but something about commenting publicly for everyone to see, oh, you're giving me FOMO. <laughs> Let's that, I, that, I, that ain't it, Chief. Let's say, and maybe this is a shirt. Because <laughs> we have so many shirts that uh, eventually will be Eventually. Available. We're procrastinating. It's fun. Uh, FOMO. That's a shirt. <laughs> there, that is a good shirt. We're procrastinating. It's fun. Uh, I was going to say, FOMO is not content. Okay, yeah. We yeah, agree I like on that. FOMO's yeah, not yeah. content. FOMO is not content. If you decided if you decided to decided. If you decided to stay home and not go to something, that's what you're doing. Yeah. That's not worth looking at on Instagram. <laughs> I would love it like if one of us <laughs> not that either of us uses social media much anymore. <laughs> But if one of us posted just like, here I am just on the couch, uh, you know, not doing the work I'm supposed to be yeah. doing. And the other one was like, this is giving me such promo. <laughs> I'm out doing something. <laughs> but it, it, there is a level of that. Like you could say I've there have been events that have come up that I've really not wanted to go to but for whatever reason maybe it's uh on behalf of someone who i'm close with who i care about that i don't want to disappoint them or it's something i don't want to miss out on and i've gotten to that event and you know hey nine times out of ten you get there and it's like this was worth it every now and then it wasn't worth it oh, and you yeah. spend that whole time like mourning <laughs> the missing yes. out you're doing of what a great time you could have had at home uh, uh, absolutely maybe sitting in the dark <laughs> yeah i mean there are a lot of things where i'm like i i could be asleep right now yeah <laughs> instead i'm here yeah i feel that <laughs> it's a bad feeling so maybe that's be laying in bed watching netflix or i could be asleep or i could be Oh, I could be eating that leftover slice of cake that's in my <laughs> refrigerator. I think this is the, the one of but the instead bigger. I'm talking to my improv teammates about how much we hate each other. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I was responsible for that bit of <laughs> you wanting to go home. <laughs> I'll take that bullet. Um, <laughs> But I think like one of the bigger kind of, I guess, struggles in my life, like it is harder with social media, like the the war on attention. Everybody wants our attention. Uh, not that I work in marketing or anything, but we're all <laughs> vying for attention online. 
and everyone's vying for your attention online. You are the product, not the consumer, as they say. <laughs> but like, there is that are... what they say? Oh, that's what they say, baby. Get out in these I streets. Hate that. I hate it. <laughs> If if the the product you're consuming is free, you might be a product. <laughs> <laughs> you're not the consumer. Uh, but there's so much stuff. Especially is, is that what, they should do that on Maury. <laughs> you are you not are the consumer. Not the consumer. Uh, oh. <laughs> As a person, I'm rolling through. I'm getting through this sentence. I'm not going to forget it. Power through. Power through. As a person who's like, you can say both of us. We we love movies and certain television shows, and that's good. But a (laughs) lot, that's good. But a lot of the the, (laughs) things that we like, that's good. The negative focus that I do agree with that, like, yeah, staring at a lot of social media can be a waste of time. Some television shows i could choose to watch could be considered a waste of time video games can be considered a waste of massive amounts of time but if i'm enjoying it is that just fine (laughs) do i need to not beat myself up for wanting to stay home and watch a movie or play a video game probably it'd probably make for a better life than me Playing a video game going like, I should go to the Bahamas. (laughs) 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 I'm missing a fucking concert. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think that if you're if you're enjoying it, then it's fine. Um, fine. Doing things that you enjoy is good. (laughs) Dare dare I uh, release that hot take? It's a hot take. Yeah. Yeah. Although, yeah, I guess depends on who you're saying it to. This is Chris in a room with Jeffrey Dahmer. Jeffrey Dahmer is the same example I was going <laughs> to pick. Maybe bad advice. But hey, shout out, Jeff. Like, you were yeah, the, the reference out, we both. Shout out to Jeffrey Dahmer. That we both what a came legacy. up with. Like, that's you're viral <laughs> Could I argue uh, played uh, um, on that yeah. show by fellow Evan Evan Peters right look at this guy <laughs> <laughs> that should have been the subtitle instead of like the making of a monster or whatever yeah. it was, oh, it, was it should a- have been Dahmer <laughs> colon get a load of this guy <laughs> <laughs> no, something an article I was reading brought to my attention how like complicated that movie title is or that series yeah. title. It's insane. It's, it's Dahmer no hyphen monster colon <laughs> the Jeffrey Dahmer story. <laughs> yeah, that's great. <laughs> that is the definition of too many cooks in the kitchen. I love it. <laughs> Speaking of uh, movies and TV, uh, of course, last night hey. was the 95th Academy Awards. Oh, and, I hope we didn't uh, miss out. We recorded this in advance, so we don't yeah. know if anything newsworthy or podcast episode worthy yeah. happened. 
Uh, of course, last year we watched it live and got our reactions live on camera. Yeah. Um, if you can see them in the dimly lit room that we were in by the time this happened in the telecast, <laughs> but <laughs> to see Will Smith slap Chris yes. Rock. Uh, if we had, uh, if I had not been watching that live, yeah. Even if I watched it later on YouTube, I still would have felt like I missed out. Yeah, I, uh, I, a similar event from my my teen years, <laughs> the uh, <laughs> infamous uh, Justin Timberlake, uh, oh Janet Jackson, Janet Jackson Super Bowl halftime show. I wasn't looking at the TV the moment that happened. Mm-hmm. And I felt the room get really fucking weird. <laughs> and I didn't see it. And I felt like I missed out. Yeah. On seeing a nipple. <laughs> <laughs> and I, that's the worst kind of FOMO. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, go on. Speak uh, your truth. Well, I was going to say, do you... Um, it's tough to tell because it's what six days from when we're recording this but do you think you'll feel fomo at uh you know i'm sure you'll probably just watch it live but um the 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 streaming the content element of it you know so many people are going to be out on those uh not on those streets but on those streams yeah um uh live reacting tweeting. to the yeah live tweeting live streaming um uh posting you know recap videos as soon as uh things are over do you feel like you'll um experience fomo having not done that because we've talked about how shows and performances have led us to True. feel that and this is an extension of that a little bit. Yeah. Do you expect to uh, to feel it? Specifically not doing the live stream or just not being on social and reading all the hubbubs? Um, not being on social, not contributing to yeah, not contributing. the hubbubs. To the noise! <laughs> to the noise. Not shouting into the void. Yeah, I mean, there is a just, uh, I feel like I've said there's a level of that a lot today. <laughs> there's a level of that in just when I started slowing down my, slowing my role on using Twitter forever ago, not counting deleting my account semi-recently. Because um, it is fun. I just, I've said it before, old Twitter was a blast. I loved, I loved it. And the Oscars, that's Twitter's biggest night. Let's be real. <laughs> yeah, <absolutely. laughs> that's Twitter's biggest night. Uh, yeah, and there there can be some fun shit, but yeah, I'm not I'm not going to be going to Twitter. I might go to Reddit if something happens and see if people are talking about something. I don't know why, <laughs> but it, it is that I guess it's fear <laughs> of missing out. It's fear of fear. Fear is a strong word. Uh, yeah apprehension at missing out <laughs> <Aomo. laughs> uh, of like you know it when you see it you're like uh-huh. okay uh ellen just staged this weird fucking pizza photo thing <laughs> at the oscars yeah what do other people think about this <laughs> yes absolutely uh i don't 
I don't think I any longer have FOMO of not participating myself, uh, but I certainly used to because um, it's fun. I just had that thought, like maybe I'll live tweet an event. It seems like a good time, but I don't know. Who gives a shit? <laughs> Who gives a shit? Yeah, exactly. I'm going to stay up and tweet like 300 tweets the night of the Oscars, hoping one of them gets like 20 people's attention. And then I'll be like, well, I did a good job. Tonight. Well, I made it. Yep. <laughs> I made 20 Time to become a travel influencer. <laughs> 20 likes every three hours. <laughs> Gained one follower and lost six. <laughs> no, but yourself. Are you afraid? Um, yeah, yeah, I guess I guess maybe I too have Aomo. Ow. Um I I don't know cuz I don't know if I'll be watching it this year based on what I have going on that same weekend. Yes. So I don't know yet if I'll be watching it. I also like truly uh as much as I love movies don't care for the oscars right uh but i did have a a good time watching it last year because we were yeah just, uh bantering for four hours Around. or whatever we should have paid um, someone to tweet everything we said yeah absolutely <laughs> just uh text or speech to text chat gpt <laughs> write me yeah. some funny tweets oh man it's gonna fall in love with both of us i hope so it's <laughs> uh, <laughs> gonna want to be a thruple yeah um yeah i i do think that there's a level of um uh, now i'm the one with levels uh yeah what am I, uh fuck uh, calvin harris up. or avici i don't remember whose song that was but uh <laughs> Um, now I gotta look it up because I'm song? gonna be mad. Um, it, was, uh, it was Avicii. I was I was correct. Um, with one of my two guesses, I was correct. <laughs> I was right. <laughs> I was right. Um, yeah, I think that there's a level of uh the fear of missing out i do still uh although i deleted my personal twitter yeah i do still have uh the sassy milkshake twitter um yeah. just to promote when i have a new video and by promote i mean like i just post the link and i just send it out i don't even try to no. <laughs> do like hashtags or anything um <laughs> but i also the other reason that i have it is uh for after uh, an episode uh, from bachelor nation yeah. <laughs> i want to see those memes yeah and those two have gotten uh <laughs> worse uh you know when i first was looking at the memes of the of the show on twitter that was also like old twitter it was also fun yeah and then as each season has aired <laughs> it just gets worse and worse oh, people get man. less funny they all tweet the same meme to That's like each try to be the most viral version of it. These communities uh, grow because of there's a lot of people that just want to do that. I'm like, oh, they got a laugh. I want to get a laugh. Right. I'm not funny. So I'll so post the same thing. Post the same thing <laughs> yeah. they post. I'm sure it'll be relevant the following season. <laughs> 
Yeah, or the following episode. People yeah. post the same shit every single episode. Yeah. Um, and it's uh, super annoying. But also, it's- like, you know, I know that Freedom hasn't done a reality recap, really, of The Bachelor. Uh, yeah. Which I'm assuming is the only way that you know what's going on in the show. Reality recap, so, yeah. Uh, actually, uh, uh, they- other than Scott saying that it's <laughs> super boring. Yeah, that- right I was because, say, there uh, wasn't any update recently. <laughs> Uh, and sucks. he's <laughs> partially right okay. um, uh, I mean there's definitely no drama uh, this season or not much drama because he keeps uh, just sending anybody who causes drama home um, which I think uh, sounds funny <laughs> yeah I think yeah like it's the problem is he's doing a good job yes which is or not. what his goal is to yeah. like find his partner, but it just doesn't make for the most like entertaining season. Yeah. But I think it's still uh good. But that means anytime he doesn't do something a hundred percent perfect, yeah, he gets ripped into, and that's what the memes become is like. <laughs> Oh man, he was a li- could have been a little nicer to that woman <laughs> uh, who uh, made a comparison between uh, uh, him having COVID now and her having COVID at the end of a sales quarter. Like, <laughs> I mean, I guess, but do we have to eviscerate him for this? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've definitely felt that people there when there's something a show like that, which uh, I've dabbled in. And you, people are just used to a level of drama. If there's not drama, they'll make it drama. They'll find yes. it. There's a void that needs to be filled. It's like, well, now, ah! I don't know. But that is a good example of something. I like a show like that is like if I watched if I watched The Bachelor every year. I'm trying to think of an example that I do watch. It's mostly cooking shows, which I will watch later. It doesn't matter. But something like The Bachelor, where it's like part of the experience is the reactions the, on yeah. social media and shit like that. There's a little community of shit talkers, <laughs> which is part of the fun. And if you don't watch it like within a week of that week's episode or have, I don't know how many a week they do now. Yeah. You're out of the conversation. If the next episode already came on, the conversation's over. It's gone. Yep. You missed it. It's, it's gone. Yeah. You missed it. We're mad about something else. Now. Yeah. <laughs> and you don't know what that is because you're busy <laughs> catching up because you decided to stay home and look at your phone instead of going to the theater to watch The Bachelor. <laughs> Would that be? I feel like that could be a big deal. Just Bachelor Theater. Just. Build a, oh, sure. a movie theater exclusively to watch to air The Bachelor, and it would be people like a Rocky Horror Picture esque experience where people are shouting, sure, where people can just shout <laughs> shouting at the, at the screen. I think that'd be pretty fun. I think that could be fun. You buy a pass uh, for the season. I, you know, I think that could be fun. I just. I can tell you right now, that would be something that I would have FOMO about choosing to not go to. Absolutely. Because I would not at all be interested in being in that environment. (laughs) (laughs) But I would feel like, oh, but what if something really funny happened? And we were all on the same page and it was like a big big deal. Yeah. Um, You know, like... uh, um, As much as I don't like to go to movies on opening weekend... 
when I saw Avengers Endgame opening weekend, and uh, there were a bunch of things that happened in that last right. act that were like big communal experiences that yeah. uh, you know the theater erupted. Yeah, um, and that stuff was great. And I'm sure that there could be things like that if that if that theater. <laughs> For the uh, Bachelor Nation theater was a thing. Yeah. But I also like, I feel like I disagree (laughs) with who the general social media population likes and dislikes. Yeah. I don't know that it would really be something I'd want to go. We would then have a town hall afterwards. Where people could one by one <laughs> go like a to a now podium. That sounds even worse. And uh, you and I will, you're involved now, you and I will moderate. Okay. <laughs> and, I think. And we could shut people down, like, with a gong. <laughs> Say, sit down! <laughs> this now, sounds now like a I like blast. <laughs> now, I, now I'm on board. Now that I'm in control. You're in control. <laughs> now I like it. You get a gavel. And I'll yeah. have like a sword, <laughs> just to remind people we're in charge. <laughs> we have yeah, a absolutely. dictatorial. Uh, Let's get a trapdoor or something under the podium. And, oh, that'd be good. <laughs> and then we can send people down. Yeah, yeah. I like yeah. it now. And the and when the trapdoor falls, the person that they were hating on from the Bachelor is down there with them, being like, "What did I oh, do?" Yeah. i think everyone would fear missing out on that every week i also just my broad theory i think everybody's nicer in person than they are online i think it could be a positive experience i think it could be a lot of fucking fun i think it'd get people off of twitter (laughs) hey that's that's what we all want yeah i know that uh in his guest host time on the daily show uh Hassan Minhaj uh yeah. deleted his Twitter uh <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> I'm sure he did, but yeah, I'm not I, mean... <laughs> I, just, I don't have any way to fact check it. But uh, <laughs> um but yeah, I think that is a good plan. All right. I'll enact it shortly. Great. Great. Uh is it time to get into a little <laughs> I think it is. Yeah. Uh, you know, this is right after the Oscars, but we can't talk about no. these Oscars. Yeah. Because uh, we are recording it before the ceremony. What if someone else slapped Chris Rock? <laughs> Who, yeah. I mean, do I wonder if. I mean, obviously, it's going to get addressed, right? Yes. And whether that's, you know, by Chris Rock or by somebody else, people are going to reference the slap. Uh, I'm sure Jimmy Kimmel will do it. Um, Certainly. uh, Perhaps in his monologue, you know, he'll make some joke, and then Chris Rock will be the Will Smith uh, in the bit and come up and... And attack him. This is you know, good. I'm sure there will be something like that. This is quality. And it'll be like, ha ha ha, that is so funny, even though that was a, a full year ago. <laughs> <laughs> we'll all have to pretend like we're hearing slap jokes and bits for the first time. 
Uh, yeah, prediction he opened the show with. Well, that happened. <laughs> <laughs> Any hoozles? Right, yes. I'm sure it'll be uh, some it'll be something like uh you know, uh when I host, they get the best picture wrong. When I don't host, a man gets slapped on stage. That's so good because I thought I was the problem, but I guess it's the the telecast. <laughs> I think he, he might he might uh, polish the words a little bit, <laughs> something like that. The the heart of the message was there. The heart of the message. Uh... We wanted to do something as like semi related to all of this as possible, and we found yeah. the perfect way. Uh, both Chris and I, and I think a lot of people in the world, we missed out on one of the best picture winners a couple years ago, two years ago. Is that right? Oh, it's more than two years. Oh, ago. wow, it is 2018. It's, We're talking Green yeah. Book. Uh, I still haven't seen it. A lot of people haven't seen it, but it won Best Picture. There's a lot of controversy around it. Uh, so, uh, putting together missing out stuff and the Oscars, we decided to do a little quiz about Green Book. <laughs> I don't think Chris and I know very much about it. I know the general plot. Uh, I know the general what? plot, and I feel like I know some of the actors who are in it. This appears to be mostly like specifics from the movie <laughs> okay great. so we're just we're flying uh by the seat of our pants on the seat of our pants with the seat of our pants how do you like to fly with your pants seats tell us in the mm. comments yeah please let us know this is 15 fun questions from funtrivia.com about the movie green book are you ready okay i am ready all right number one Frank Tony Lip Vallelonga finds himself looking for work when his place of employment in Manhattan closes for two months to undergo renovations. What was Frank working as? A guide at a museum? A guard at Penn Station? A singer on Broadway? Or a bouncer in a club? Ooh, I'm going to say a bouncer in a club. I feel like he seems like tough guy, right? Yeah, I mean, security guard at Penn Station is another. Station? That's a good one, but I think he's bouncer at a club. I'll join bouncer. I mean, of course, we have to agree on our answers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have to. Uh, these questions are uh, very long. Also, this appears to be uh, some spoilers for the movie, but that's what you know. We're going to be fine. Oh, yeah, if you don't want Green Book spoilers, <laughs> pause this, go watch Green Book and come back. <laughs> and then come right back. Yeah. Number two, uh, when some black handy handymen attend Tony's home to lay down some new linoleum in the kitchen, his relatives are less than welcoming. Tony's wife, Dolores, gives the workers some lemonade when they are done. What does Tony do when he sees the empty glasses in the sink? Does he put them in the cabinet? They look relatively clean. Does he place the glasses in the dishwasher? Does he chuck the glasses in the trash? Or does he tell the workers they can keep the glasses? So a little, Ooh. little, little, uh, little racism going on here. I think it's one of the last. Two. I agree. I think they either feels, go in the trash, or he lets, or he says, "Hey, you can keep them." Feels like very cinematic racism. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what would be more cinematic? I think probably chucking the glasses in the trash 
trash is definitely more cinematic but if you know does that make him so irredeemable Mm. whereas saying here's a little gift of some glasses maybe that's uh an easier pill to swallow also um just backtracking real quick are we finding out at the end if our answers are correct or i think so okay so i didn't tell you (laughs) that last one no this is really what i'm getting at okay i think you've convinced me let's make it verbal okay he tells the workers they can keep the glasses. Number three, Tony is given a lead job as a driver to Dr. Don Shirley. When he arrives at the address he was given, he thinks he must be at the wrong place. What unusual location does the do- good <laughs> does the good doctor live above? Yankee Stadium, Madison Square Garden, St. Paul's Cathedral, or Carnegie Hall? Oh, man. I feel like Carnegie Hall, but Carnegie that might Hall just be because I know he's where a I'm leaning. Yeah, that's where I was leaning as well. Yeah, let's go for it. Uh, number four, Tony gets the job and is briefed by a representative of the record company on their expectations. Oh, you're gonna need this, the record man says as he hands Tony a copy <laughs> of the titular Green Book. What is it? Oh, that's what I thought the answer was. Yeah. Gonna be. <laughs> okay, I do know. I do, I do yeah. know what the Green Book we is. That. But hey, I do want to know hey. what other options the other are. options are: a set of laws regarding cold calling, a pamphlet on climate change, and an economic stimulus program. <laughs> yeah, it's none of those. A guide for black motorists uh, making around the country. Question number five: The road trip begins, but gets off to a rocky start when Tony's brash manner clashes with Doctor Shirley's more delicate sensibilities. For his part, Doctor Shirley also seems to take some small pleasure in deriding Tony's simpler ways, which of the following does not occur during the first part of their journey. Tony teases Doctor Shirley about his ignorance of black musicians. Tony's cigarette smoking while driving bothers Doctor Shirley. Doctor Shirley has an allergic reaction to Tony's cologne, or Tony or Doctor Shirley ridicules Tony's one-word description of his lunch. Okay, well, I think that the smoking thing does happen. So I'm going to rule that out. Yeah. The last one feels so specific. Yeah. Oh, what does not occur. Right. So I feel like then this... (laughs) I'm glad I read that again. Uh, I would... I'm torn between the cologne and the um, first one. Teasing. The first one, the knowledge. Because I was of... thinking that too. That feels a little on the nose. Well, because also, can you read the the first one again? Tony... Is it Tony that ridicules oh, Doctor yes. Shirley? Oh, so that's also a specific. Yeah. But so do... here's my other thought. But though. is it a is it a twist where actually? Right. Dr. Shirley is ridiculing Tony about his lack of knowledge. Maybe. I also feel Um, like the cigarette smoking, bothering him, and having an allergic reaction to the cologne feels like the same thing, but kind of feels like maybe one of those is not true. I mean, I am torn between the first one and the cologne, so I'd be okay with going with the cologne. Let's go with the cologne, then. That's our, our middle place. Number six, when Tony pulls into a gas station for a pit stop at the store, Dr. Shirley calls him out for behavior that he feels is unacceptable. What does Dr. Shirley chastise Tony about? Shoplifting a can of tuna? 
vandalizing the side of the store, not putting the car in neutral, or stealing a jade stone. I mean... Doesn't seem like a vandal of what I've seen. Yeah, I don't think he vandalizes the place. I don't know... For not putting the car in neutral, yeah, is that that, that's confusing. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I kind of want to say shoplifting a can of tuna. Do that. That's what I want to say too, especially because a jade stone. Like I don't, that's a, I don't know where you would get that at a gas station. Yeah. So I guess, but it's so specific. It that, is like, right. That is what it is. I don't know. I'm fine with going with tuna. Let's go with tuna. I'm gonna bet a jade stone has something else to do with the plot. Okay. Seven. During a stop in Hanover, Indiana, Tony clashes with a stage manager when he discovers that the venue isn't honoring the terms of Dr. Shirley's written contract. What all-important item did the Indiana College fail to procure for Dr. Shirley? A bowl of brown (laughs) M&Ms? A Coke and cognac slushy machine? A 15-foot boa constrictor? (laughs) Or a Steinway piano? Okay. Now they're fucking with us, right? This is just a piano. I mean, yeah, but part of me also thinks it's the M and M's. <laughs> but the M and M's to me is such a like that's David Lee Roth. That's a famous rock and roll story. I have a yeah. hard time seeing that. I could be wrong. The other two sound like with, jokes. We can go with piano. The other two, I think, are insane. Definite, insane <laughs> um, jokes. I want to say piano, but. but. Okay. If, if we we're coming to a head on this, we can fight it out. We can go piano. That's fine. <laughs> Cadillac leaves Indiana and continues to the next few tour locations before eventually heading south. Upon entering Kentucky, what fast food staple is Tony excited to sample? KFC, White Castle, Sonic Drive-In, Dairy Queen. I think this is KFC. Yeah. Well, it is Kentucky. It's tough because I, do I don't remember... know. I don't know. I remember in the trailer they eat fried chicken. Okay. Which is why I think it's KFC. They do have uh, fried chicken at Dairy Queen, I think. Yeah, they might. I agree. We'll go KFC. God, that sounds delicious. <laughs> in a tender moment, Tony and Dr. Shirley bear over sh- a shared writing exercise outside a restaurant in South Carolina. What are they trying to write? Responses to Dr. Shirley's fan mail, revisions to their copy of the Green Book, a new song for Dr. Shirley to perform, a letter to Tony's wife, Dolores. I believe I've seen this scene. I think I have too, which is why I believe it's a letter to Tony's wife, Dolores. That is also what I think. All right, look at us. We know something. Number 10, as the concert tour moves gradually through the southern states, Dr. Shirley experience, experiences experience. Dr. Shirley experiences a broad spectrum of entrenched racism, which Tony witnesses firsthand. Which of the following incidents oh, no. does Shirley not experience on his journey? Okay. He's refused service at a tailor shop in a city in Georgia. He clashes with white supremacists in Tennessee. He gets beaten up by some rednecks in a bar in Kentucky. He isn't allowed to use an indoor bathroom in North Carolina. I feel like not in real life sense for the time, but in just movie sense, not saying a movie can't be potentially not good. <laughs> but if the <laughs> number two and number three, again, feel 
redundant. Yeah, but in this case, I feel like that's the that's movie. the point. <laughs> that's <laughs> <Yeah>. the movie. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, one and yeah, I'm gonna I I'm torn. I'm actually I'm torn between like all four of these. Yeah, but for some reason, the one that I think is true. Is that he's refused the bathroom. Okay. And I just, I don't know if that's because I know this is directed by one of the Farrelly brothers. <laughs> who's a duo kind of known for <laughs> some bathroom humor. <laughs> so I feel like that one's true. <laughs> that's great reasoning. Thank uh, you. I'll, okay. And I feel like him getting beat up by rednecks is yeah, cinematic enough. That feels likely. Um, and so I guess if it's between the tailor shop and the um, white supremacist, the white supremacist, I feel like I feel I'm gonna go tailor shop on this. Okay, I can go along with you. Yeah, I feel the same. It's uh, <laughs> that's a tough because not. I mean, the white supremacist and the him getting beat up kind of sound similar, but also the tailor shop and the bathroom also sounds similar. exactly so i guess yeah. we're kind of just picking something's which pair they would be more likely to repeat yeah uh number 11 tony has to help dr shirley out of some hot water when he's caught in a compromising position in georgia when they arrive at the next venue in tennessee tony encounters some fellow italians from new york who oh, indicate wonderful. that they have a better job proposition for him what does dr shirley do in response he reminds tony he has a contract Nothing. Doctor Shirley doesn't understand Italian. He blackmails Tony into <laughs> <laughs> he blackmails Tony into completing the tour. He offers Tony more money to stay. I'm inclined to say reminds him of the contract. That's exactly what I was thinking too. And then I think there's some like thing where Tony, you know, you uh, never turn your back on yeah, a contract. Yeah, your, your word is your bond, Baba Booey. Back um, when I worked as a bouncer <laughs> in a club. Yeah, I'm going to go is with bond. that. <laughs> do, you think, do you think word is bond is in the screenplay somewhere? <laughs> I think it's a uh, uh, <laughs> bond. Word is bond. <laughs> I might watch Green Book tonight. <laughs> Just see what's going on. Number 12. When Tony and Dr. Shirley are lost driving in the rain somewhere in Mississippi, they get stopped by two highway patrolmen who inform them that they are in a sundown town. They are taken to the local jail after Tony assaults one of the officers where Dr. Shirley demands to be allowed to call his lawyer. Who does he call? Johnny Cochran, Robert Kennedy, Alan Dershowitz, or Robert Kardashian? <laughs> oh my god it's a list of heavy hitters yeah i'm gonna say i'm gonna cut kardashian off this list yeah um i, f- I mean because robert I, kennedy was a lawyer is that right did he i think so i guess i can't i'm not gonna look that up because i feel yeah. like i feel like all the other names are very specifically known for very specific cases. Uh, yeah. And I don't know what Robert Kennedy did law-wise, but he would have been around at the same time for certain. I'm leaning Robert Kennedy. 
Okay, I was leaning Johnny Cochran, but I'll go with you for Johnny uh, Cochran Robert was my Kennedy. second, but I talked myself out of it. <laughs> and you. <laughs> Number 13, Tony gets Dr. Shirley to the final show in Birmingham, Alabama, where Graham Kindle, the general manager of the hotel, shows Dr. Shirley to his dressing room. With about an hour to go till the concert, they have just enough time to have dinner. What is the final straw for Dr. Shirley that causes him to walk out on the show? A waiter spills dinner into his lap. He isn't permitted to dine in the restaurant. The restaurant runs out of fish. His dressing room is too small. Not permitted to dine in the restaurant feels like the obvious answer. That's where I'm leaning, yeah. Let's do it. Yeah, let's just do it. (laughs) Number 14. Tony and Dr. Shirley make a final stop at the Orange Bird, where they grab a bite, and Dr. Shirley wows the crowd with a performance of Chopin Etude. (laughs) French now. (laughs) As they leave and walk towards the car, Tony stops, pulls out a gun, and fires twice into the air. Who or what is he trying to scare off? A rabid crow perched on the car hood? Graham Kindle? A mother bear protecting her cubs? A couple of drunks who are waiting to rob them. Um, I'm torn between drunks and bear. <laughs> I was. I'm. I'm feeling like drunks. I'm feeling like drunks. <laughs> I'm feeling like drunks. Uh, yeah. Though it was a rabid crow, is what a rabid crow. Yeah. That's such a weird uh, yeah, 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 yeah. thing. Man, I don't know. I can see him doing all of for all of these. <laughs> these are all great maybe reasons not, to fire not. a gun into the air. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Graham uh, Kildell shows up. I'm firing my gun into the air. <laughs> okay, it was Graham in he, another question yes he's the general manager of the hotel in birmingham Alabama. right okay got it all right so then i don't think it's him um i be a weird actually, time for a bear to show up i feel like. i'm start i'm i'm going back on the bear i don't think it's the bear either okay because i also like i mean did this production really have a bear on set or right. animate a bear i don't know i don't i'm not buying it anymore yeah. Uh. So I think now it's either drunks or rabid crow. <laughs> I know rabid crow is so specific. Rabid crow snuck up on me a little bit. <laughs> it's like a couple of drunks would be like, "Oh, he's like, now he's standing up for him." A rabid crow would be weird, <laughs> but maybe like comedic. <laughs> I don't know. I yeah. don't know what a rabid crow looks like and does. Maybe it's very frightening and dangerous. Yeah. So we just go rabbit crow. Uh, let's just say fuck let's it. Let's go rabbit crow. Okay. <laughs> let's go rabbit crow. <laughs> and final question. As they make their way yeah. back to New York, it begins to snow. And by the time they make it through Maryland, Tony and Dr. Shirley find themselves in the middle of a raging blizzard. With visibility at an all-time low and Tony fighting back exhaustion, he tells Dr. Shirley that they need to stop for the night. How do they make it back to New York in time for Christmas Eve? Oh, um, Santa's sleigh. (laughs) (laughs) Dr. Shirley drives the rest of the way. George and Oleg take them by stowing away on a cargo train or they hitchhike. I think it's either that 
Dr. Shirley drives or they stow away on a train. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because they're exhausted. They're not going to want to hitchhike. That's not going to be better. I don't know. I'm going to say Dr. Shirley drives. Let's go the rest with of the it. Way. All right. We did it. Oh, okay. Uh, are we ready? I'm ready for the results. All right. Uh, number one, uh, what was Frank working as? We were correct, a bouncer in a club. Love it. Number two, uh, what'd Tony do when he sees the empty glasses in the sink? He chucks the glasses in the trash. Dang. We were wrong. We backed away from that Backed answer. away, but we were close. Tony, given a yeah. lead job as a driver, ba ba ba. what unusual location does the good doctor live above? Carnegie Hall. Nailed right, we it. We got it. Uh, we knew what the green book was. Yep. Uh, what does not occur on the first part of their journey? I forget which we answered. Um, uh, we either answered Cologne or... I think we did answer Cologne, which was correct. Okay, great. We're crushing it. Uh, and hey, check this out. What, uh, does Dr. Shirley chastise Tony about? For stealing a jade stone. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> so now I gotta see this movie. How did this happen? <laughs> Uh, what all-important item did Indiana College fail to procure? A Steinway piano. Okay, good. Uh, what food is Tony excited to sample? Kentucky Fried Chicken. Woo! Uh, in a tender moment, what does he ask Dr. Shirley to write? Uh, maybe I read that wrong. Uh, a letter to Tony's wife, Dolores. Right, we got that. Got that. Uh, which of the following incidents does Dr. Shirley not experience on his journey? Clashing with white supremacists. I forget what we said. We, uh, we did not pick that. Damn. Uh, the uh, Italian guys show up saying they got a better job proposition. What does Dr. Shirley do in response? Offers Tony more money to stay. All right. Simple fair. enough. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, that's the, what makes the most sense, I guess. But I'm I'm pleased with we this. Didn't, we got it wrong. <laughs> what? Uh, yeah. <laughs> what? Uh, what lawyer does Dr. Shirley called? Robert Kennedy. Nice. I good, good choice. That. Good choice. Uh, good choice. Good answer. Uh, <laughs> that's a good answer. <laughs> what is the final f- straw for Dr. Shirley causing him to walk out of the show? He's not permitted to dine in the restaurant. Got that right. Okay, we got that right too. Uh, who or what is Tony trying to scare off shooting two bullets into the sky? Couple of drunks. I think we picked Crow. Oh, we on definitely that one. picked Rabbit Crow. <laughs> <laughs> As they make their way back, uh, blah, blah, blah. how do they make it to New York in time for Christmas Eve? Dr. Shirley drives the rest of the way. Okay. Not bad. That's, that's, if I. Got, if I counted right, I think we got 10 out of 15 right. That's pretty good. That's for pretty good not for having never seen movie. that movie. I'm pleased. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know what else there is to say. That was that. Um, we, I guess, hoped it would be a moderately predictable screenplay. And we were right. <laughs> we were right. <laughs> Granted, most it was multiple of the questions, choice, most yeah. of the questions we got wrong, uh, our second, whatever we were debating between, was the correct answer instead. So we it was we got a lot of it right. That's right. Uh, I 
want to listen to this podcast some more, you can go to Apple Podcasts. You can go to the Apple Store. <laughs> oh, here we go. If you want to go to Spotify, then do your own thing. Carly's here with Murr, and I have to let her in. <laughs> You wanna you wanna wrap this <laughs> this up <laughs> real quick? Sure, it won't be in a second. song. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! I, make it in song. Come on, two, three, four. <laughs> uh, you, if you want to listen to more of this podcast, in all seriousness, and that and what is this podcast if not serious? XM. You can. Um, Check us out on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, on Amazon Music, Pocket Cast, HowDoWeHuman.com, anywhere that you get your podcasts. Uh, you can rate, review, give us five stars, subscribe, follow, whatever those different platforms ask you to do. Do it so that we can uh, get more listeners and get bumped up those charts, baby. Uh, you can also check us out on our social media. You can follow us on Instagram at How Do We Human. We got that handle. You can check us out on Facebook uh, at How Do We Human. Uh, <laughs> you, uh, you can uh, uh, check us out on YouTube at How Do We Human. The handles have it. Or you can send us an email to howdowehumanpod at gmail.com. The best part of that handle is that it's an email. Evan, do you have anything else you'd like to plug? I certainly do. We talked a lot about FOMO no more. I'm thinking FOMO no mo. FOMO no mo? Yeah, call FOMONOMO.com. <laughs> call it. <laughs> Punch that call number. It. Call that website. The, the numbers. Uh, you'll get... I mean, you got to pay for it, but you'll get a really, really fast car and a lot of money. And then you'll never miss anything ever again. Great. I love that. <laughs> you got anything going on? <laughs> what was that? <laughs> <laughs> what do you got going on? <laughs> I, uh, I guess, hey, you know what? If you are in uh the austin texas area yeah. on march 14th um or it looks like it will be streamable uh oh, so you might you be go. able to check it no out, need to miss out after and all. this is assuming that uh the version of this video i send to them they like and decide to show <laughs> instead of being like never mind uh but you might be able to see um a uh, montage of uh, dads in movies uh, for <laughs> the panel put on by the Emergent Order Foundation uh, called Daddy Issues in Film. <laughs> and uh, uh, actor Oscar winner, excuse me, Troy Kotzer or Kotzer. I don't sure. remember how to pronounce his name, I'll but the dad from it. Coda ah, uh, yes. is uh, going to be there. Uh, that is March 14th at 11.30 a.m. in the Austin Convention Center. Wow. A real genuine plug. A real plug. Like all of them. As they've <laughs> all been. <laughs> okay, well, uh, my dog has arrived and I need to Say hi to my dog. So okay, that means here. you have to say bye okay. to everybody else. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>